I think this would work. This conversation would work fine if we could give kind of a, a harvest update. Should we just read the results from plots at one after the other? <laughs> yeah, that would be so exciting. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Keeping It Independent, a podcast brought to you by Wiffles Hybrids. My name is Jared Goplin. I'm an agronomy manager with Wiffles, and today I'm joined by my counterpart to the east, uh, Ryan Gentle, who's the agronomy manager covering Illinois. Uh, so we're going to do kind of a, I guess, kind of another harvest roundup type of an episode. We'll, uh, we'll get a little update on how things are progressing, uh, both on the western side of our footprint as well as on the eastern side and uh, talk about some of the interesting things, I guess, that have, that have popped up. So, uh, Ryan, I think to kick us off, we'll just, uh, you know, what are you, what are you seeing for harvest? I know you guys have been, uh, been rolling and maybe some, some yields that are above expectations in some areas. Uh, and I guess like we started, I've learned to, uh, to not trust guys like you that have this really good dirt when they start whining about lack of rainfall, because, uh, you can still pull in some really good yields, even in a dry year. Yeah, we tend to, uh, cry the blues quite a bit here and a lot of times it turns out a little bit better but i want to make sure i was well prepared to uh discuss you know kind of what was going on in the neighborhood harvest update so i made sure and hit the local coffee shop bright and early this morning and had some bacon and eggs so i'm, I'm well educated it's been variable i guess is the, the best way to say it but uh, i'd say overall very pleasantly surprised with corn yields for uh you know having the driest June we've ever had on record. Um, if you go through the, the 28th until we hit the ratio there on the 29th, um, just goes to show I've heard a lot of people say, you know, the genetics is what pulled us through. Um, even 10, 15 years ago, I don't think we'd be looking at, you know, plus 200 bushel corn with the, the weather we had this year. But uh, getting a lot of reports, I'd say 220 to 260, 270 even, um, in some areas that were a little more fortunate to catch a catch a rain or two in the central Illinois corridor anyway. Um, yields are probably close to where they were last year. Some maybe 10% down, maybe some 10% over. Um, just kind of been been uh, been a very pleasant surprise, like I said. Uh, still waiting on some of the fuller season stuff to dry down in a lot of cases. 114-day um, corn we were in yesterday planted, uh, it was April 14th uh it was testing right at 20 so it's finally starting to come down um with this heat but uh still a lot of guys waiting on the corn and uh, gonna be a lot of beans cut uh this week with the weather forecast seen a lot of combines switched over over the weekend and uh i'm actually hearing very pleasant uh yields uh surprisingly good yields on the beans as well um which you know we call a cover crop here at Wiffles, but uh, if you do have to plant a different crop, you know, if beans are your choice, it sounds like they've been uh, yielding very well. 60 to 80 is catching a lot of them. Um, what are you seeing up, up way up north there, Jared? Yeah, well, the snow hasn't started flying yet, thankfully, but you never know, so you got to get ready. <laughs> but no, Maybe honestly, this weekend. It could be, you know, in the next week, we're supposed to drop down in the 30s at least. So I know there's been some some rumbling, some talk about some some frost possibly here in the next next week. Uh, I think in, in some of the northern parts, even into northern Illinois, uh, I saw a little alert on that. But uh, who knows? A lot can change with some of those earlier uh, forecasts. But honestly, very similar story. Um, you know, it, it's there's a lot of variability out there. But I would say generally guys are are, supply, are, are surprised 
you know, probably at or above expectations in a lot of areas. And, you know, it's one of those things, if your expectations were low because you didn't get much rainfall, you know, it might not take that big a number to exceed your expectations. But uh, nonetheless, um, you know, yields have been been surprisingly well given, you know, you know, maybe 11, 12 inches of precipitation during the growing season. Um, you know, so that's like, that, that's asking a lot for subsoil moisture. And I think uh, especially the areas that maybe had a little higher fertility, a little more water holding capacity, maybe some manure history, you know, those areas I think are really going to shine this year, uh, just given the dry weather, you know, when it is a little bit harder to uptake nitrogen, potassium, you know, other nutrients that are typically in that top couple of inches of soil, you know, where it's pretty dry. Um, but yeah, any, anywhere from, you know, low hundreds yields in, in some of the really poor soil types, um, maybe the areas that didn't catch any rain. Uh, all the way up north of 250 uh, for field averages uh, for some of those areas on, on a little bit better soils, uh, maybe caught some rain. Uh, you know, there's been a few areas that, you know, some some customers this summer um, were curious to get in the combine because they know one end of a, a quarter section got about five inches more rain than the, than the other end. So, um, you know, that'll, of course, describe a lot of the differences in yield, I think, that you're seeing. And it's going to be hard to kind of pinpoint where some of those yield reductions or, you know, higher yields came from. Uh, just when some of that precipitation was so variable. So if you didn't have, you know, five rain gauges in a quarter section, that might not have been enough this year. You know, we talked, I guess, a little bit before we started to uh, record today on on some of the interesting things that are that are popping up uh, and some things to maybe think back to. I know I've had some conversations on, uh, you know, guys noticing maybe a little more tip back in some areas. Well, you know, if we go back and, and plug that into our GDU calculator on the, on the website and, and look uh, back at weather data, you know, on when that that crop pollinated, you know, a lot of times you can, can learn a thing or two on, you know, seeing when a hybrid might've uh, pollinated in some of that heat uh, would help describe some of those reactions. Um, you know, corn rootworm, of course, is still a topic in some of these fields that had more rootworm feeding, you know, didn't have those roots to, to reach down and hit some of that subsoil moisture. Um, you know, of course, some areas with hail damage, maybe had a little gosses wilt, um, a rootless corn early, you know, Ryan, I don't know. I know you've, uh, you've seen some, maybe some crown rot as well, some rootless corn uh, over the year uh, that might describe some of the surprises or, you know, at least some of the variability that guys are seeing. For sure. I, I have been in a handful of uh, fields, um, been a couple different, uh, d- different hybrids uh, where it was planted real early, um, mid April. Then we had a, you know, that cool uh, spell did actually get a couple of rains there beginning of May. Um, probably let that seed sit there for quite a while. I know our mid-April corn set for like 26 or seven days, something like that before it came out of the ground. Uh, probably a good opportunity, uh, for some, for some blight and, uh, uh, some crown rot to, to get into that, uh, seed and plant there early on. And we saw most of the hybrids and most of the areas, uh, we got decent enough weather and, and, uh, rain there around the 4th of July and everything just kind of grew through it. Didn't have a lot of uh, leaf disease uh, to help that crown rot take off, but in a, in a few fields, uh, like I said, seems to be a, a couple different hybrids. Uh, we're seeing where we did have some premature death. Uh, the stock quality is is pretty tough, and uh, you know we're seeing 30, 40 bushel uh, off some of the fields next to it that are still a little bit greener. Um, it's probably just a good reminder to get out there and, and keep doing some push tests. Uh, ahead of your your combine, make sure you get the right harvest order, and you're you're getting those fields that could possibly have a problem uh, as soon as you can. And I think we just need to go back and remember when we find a field that's 20, 30 bushel off for some reason, just like you mentioned, Jerry. Go back. First thing to do is try and 
get some weather data. Might have caught a little rain there, but he said we've had rootless corn. Uh, looks like even though we didn't have a lot of disease this year, uh, late fungicides paying off um, from what I've what I've seen so far. More results to come on our on our plots that we had out uh, across the Midwest on the fungicide. But uh, um, just go back, think was tillage good? You know, did you maybe get in there a little bit earlier? There's a lot of things you need to go back and and consider. And I know it's easy to just point the finger at the at the hybrid sometimes, but uh, a lot of times there's a there's a backstory to it. Yeah, usually uh, this time of year, a shovel's your best friend. I mean, there's not a lot of clues left out there, but anything below ground, you can still, even after the combine's been through. And frankly, in some of these fields, it's it's obviously easier to cover, you know, a larger field. If, if there's a certain area that's, you know, a half mile out there uh, from the road, you can actually drive out there and, and take a look at things. You can still dig roots, root balls, and see. You can still see those compacted layers. You know, I tell you what, there's there's been a number of fields in that I've been in this summer that, um, you know, guys described as being ideal planting conditions, but you put that shovel in and, you know, I'm about a 200 pound guy, a little over and uh, man, me jumping on the shovel can't get through that hard pan. So, you know, of course that's a, another kind of clue, I guess, um, that you can learn with your shovel. Uh, some of the other, I guess, things that we've, we've observed in these drier areas, you know, tillage, you know, is one that I think can make a difference. Um, you know, if there is a hard pan and maybe you had some, some deeper tillage that were able to break through that, let some of that more of that water soak through or let those roots penetrate deeper, I think is, can describe some some yield differences out there, um, but also previous crop. Uh, this is going to be a year where, you know, rotated corn is going to be favored uh, just because soybeans tend to use less water than corn. You know, usually there's more in the in the subsoil moisture profile uh, following soybeans. You know, the worst case scenario is some hay ground. You know, I know some of our own uh, crop, you know, corn that we've taken out was on, on hay ground. And, uh, you know, it was not the year for that. Because uh, there's nothing in the subsoil, and you got 12, 13 inches of rain all summer. You know, it's just not enough, not not enough precipitation there to to get that crop to finish. Uh, but then right next to it, you know, we had some on a small grain field that did, uh, you know, probably uh, almost 100% better. Um, you know, almost doubled the yield uh, just based on that subsoil moisture. Uh, of course, with a small grain using less moisture than even soybeans. So, um, but yeah, previous crop I think is going to be a a big one this year. Again, I think that's something we've talked about the last few years. And then, of course, any of those compaction issues that we already already talked about, I guess. Um, I will say in some of those stressier areas, like on that hay ground, uh, Ryan, you know, I had seen earlier, um, you know, these are areas that had uh, dried up and died prematurely. But some of those aborted kernels actually had germinated. Um, you know, it's kind of premature germination. You know, it was after we had a wet spell uh, a little bit earlier. And I know a lot of, lot of our footprint the last week or so has had uh, some really wet weather, some precipitation. Uh, and some of those years maybe have hung on to some moisture. Um, and my, I guess my understanding is, is some areas we're seeing just a little bit of a, a similar uh, response where some of those maybe aborted kernels uh, or maybe if they collected uh, uh, water uh, in those ear husks, maybe an ear was still upright. Uh, if you collect water in there after that corn has dried down, uh, I think below 20% or so, uh, we can see some some premature germination. But I don't know, Ryan, have you seen, seen any of that? I, I don't think it's widespread by any means. Uh, but it is kind of an oddity, I guess, that we see in, in some years like this. I don't know. You you still got me confused with the small grains. I, is that just short corn? We I don't we don't even know what small grains are in in central Illinois. That's our that's our deer plots, Jared. There you go. Are you trying to plant corn in deer plots up there? That's exactly what we're doing. Think of it that way. <laughs> no, I, I saw a little bit of uh, sprouting uh, early on, maybe when we were out doing some uh, yield checks and doing some uh, kernel counts. 
um, after Labor Day, but uh, for the most part, haven't seen much of that um, this year. I'm sure if you you get out and really start husking back a lot of ears, you can find you know a little fusarium or or diplodias. Usually, uh, not super hard to find this time of year. But I've, I've not heard of any issues or anybody getting any docks or anything. Um, haven't had a, a ton of rain with this this uh, humidity and uh, heat we've had. Maybe that'll change. There is a little bit of rain, I think, in the in the forecast here in the middle of the week. But um, for the most part, in the past, I have seen that when we get hot stretch like this. But we got to have the moisture and, and the humidity uh, for most of those. I think there is a couple of the ear rots that like dry and hot. But for the most part, uh, they like like the humidity and the moisture, especially when those husks start to open up. Where I have seen a little bit of ear rot, it's more on those runt runt ears or you know uh, maybe certain hybrids that the, the husks tend to open up or where you have bird damage um, maybe you had some earworms the birds were in there open the husk up on the tip and and you'll see uh, some sprouting or some some ear mold sometimes right there on the tip yeah that's not something i've seen much of this year either but uh, just something to keep keep in mind i guess as we have had some some interesting kind of warm wet weather uh, that has really sparked one of the other questions that had come in from a listener, you know, on why is everything turning black? Uh, you know, combine corn, soybeans, you name it. So I don't know, Ryan, have you seen some of that? I know this, this area, uh, with some of this cloudy, foggy weather, we have just, uh, we've got a lot of this black, uh, fungal, uh, fun fungus growing on all the dead stuff. Kind of looks like a little bit of a black smoke cloud behind some of these combines out there. Um, I, uh, had my I ran the combine for dad yesterday and my seven year old daughter climbed up the, the ladder to bring me a beverage uh yesterday evening and uh her hands were just abs it, you could have dipped them in black paint. She had so much of that black crap from the from the ladder. So I told her we, we might as well try and use it for something. So I told her to just wipe it under her eyes. It works great for eye black, I've found out. So uh if you need need some eye black for your sports uh for your kids it's cheap well hey at least that gleaner combine of yours has a black ladder so it blends in yes exactly <laughs> exactly i guess to uh just to clarify too with the the black corn and the black cloud of dust uh one of the comments that always does come up is whether or not that's tar spot in areas maybe that haven't seen tar spot yet and and no uh that is a totally different thing so these these are just uh, a group of fungi that eat dead material so they they move in after the crop dies that's why uh, we haven't seen them until till lately because now you got some some dead some brown leaves out there that the that these fungi could move in and, and infect. So, I guess my only other piece of advice is to keep maybe an extra air filter handy because I know uh, in years past when we've had this big cloud of dust, uh, it does tend to plug air filters just a little bit quicker. Uh, so, just kind of another piece of advice there. Blow the cab filter out every once in a while. Yeah, for sure, and especially in terms of a safety factor. You know, this, these fungal spores are not toxic, but you know, of course, it's probably never good good to breathe that stuff in. So maybe keep a respirator handy and yeah, blow out that cab filter. So I think that's uh, I guess that's about all I've got, uh, Ryan. Anything else you want to add before we wrap this episode up? Nope, just uh, just stay safe. I know hadn't been many rain days yet so far. Um, so guys are going on several several days in a row. So just a reminder, take a little break. Um, I know my dad, sometimes you'll wonder where he went, but he, uh, he likes to go to the other end of the field in the combine and, uh, take a little nap sometimes, uh, after, after lunch. So, uh, encourage you to do that. You know, there's, there's always time. We, we always seem to get the crop out. So take your time and, and enjoy it. 
with that, I guess that's a wrap on this episode. Uh, if you have any feedback or have any questions that you'd like us to cover in future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. We do have an email address, agronomy at wiffles.com, or if you get text messages from us, you can certainly respond to those as well, and uh, we'll get any of that input. So with that, stay safe as you're out there harvesting, and uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>